Hello, kindred friends, and welcome to the Radical Emergence podcast, where we're having conversations at the edge of transformation. We are your hosts. I'm Dr. Jen Pierrich, and with me is my friend, co-host, and co-collaborator, Dr. Sally Adams-Jones. Please check out our bios in the show notes where you will find links to our work, websites, and can find ways to connect with us. If you're not already following, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell, and join our mailing list so you can stay up to date on new episodes as they drop. Hello, everybody. Sally here. This exciting project consists of about 26 episodes in all dedicated to better defining and understanding transformation on all its levels of reality. That's personal, social, as well as ecological. We're going to ask, what is transformation? Why bother? Why do we need it? And what does it feel like or look like? We'll also ask, can we induce it or perhaps accidentally block it? These are really important questions for growth. We draw not only on our hard-won life experience, we are also transdisciplinarians. So what the heck is that? Well, it means we want to understand transformation from as many lenses as possible, including formal academic disciplines and discourses, art, media, and popular culture. Importantly, we draw from our living experience. So we are experts, so to speak, but mostly in just one small but highly critical area, our own suffering and the medicines that we've both used to transform our own lives. So to this end, we've also added decades of committed practices as well as formal degrees, including specific in-depth studies in the mechanisms of transformation. Because we needed to understand this healing journey for ourselves. Does this entitle us to help others? You bet. Absolutely. Because it is by sharing our stories, knowledge, and direct experience that we offer sane, sober, practical tools for living on the ground of life. So welcome, strap in, hang on, and enjoy the ride as we deep dive into a universe of transformation. So yeah, hi everybody. Um, (laughs) I'm really in this work for life and that's because I've really needed it. I have really, over my life journey, had some pretty severe ups and downs. And the ups, I would say, include various levels of privilege. I was born able-bodied. I had a healthy brain and body. I had a fairly together family unit until I was 17. Um, I was able to go and get a university loan and go to school and graduate school. And so I consider that the high points. I had some privilege 
in my life. So why would I want to study transformation? Well, the downs were pretty critical as well. So as with all lives, 50-50, dark and light, I was born in a country that was on the verge of civil war. Um, Day-to-day was dangerous. Um, Fairly early on in life, I became really politicized around this concept of privilege and why would I have some of it? Others would have way more and others would have none. Um, So I became really activist really young. I had the police outside my house, the secret police in South Africa, watching my home, opening my mail, tapping my phone. And they even sent a student spy to date me so that they could get information about my communal home. So I was literally, I became aware I was in danger. I then became quite depressed about the situation in the country. And I decided to emigrate because I didn't see a future for my young kids. So I did immigrate, and this was my first major crash. Um, I went into grief. Um, I'd lost all my family and friends, my history, my context, and I got postpartum depression quite badly because I had a very traumatic second birth. Um, I had a C-section where the epidural failed. Mm. So I felt all the pain, and yet I couldn't communicate that to the doctors. So after that birth, I became severely depressed. I tried medications uh, that just made me get 30 pounds overweight. Um, The antidepressants that the doctors prescribed, some of them didn't work, some of them did, but they took away my libido. They made me numb. So it got to the point where I was fairly dysfunctional in a strange country with no family, no friends, no support, alone with two little kids at home. And I went to the doctor and he said, there's nothing more we can do for you except electroconvulsive shock therapy. At which point my whole life changed because even though that does help some people, I decided to take a different route, and that was to heal myself. Somehow, I had to come out of this depression. I had to get functional again. I had to take care of my kids as well as I could. I had to start reaching out and connecting with people. I had to support my husband, who was working 10 hours a day. I had to complete building the home that we'd started. Um, So I took a radical approach to transforming my lowest point and to cure myself from the occasional suicidal ideation that I had. I'd had that ideation earlier as a teen because my parents had split up and I was literally alone from the age of 17, no support uh, alone in the world. So this was like, oh, here it is again with the postpartum depression. And then later on in life, when my marriage broke up and I had to start from scratch with just a suitcase, I had the same ideation for the third time. But I never acted on it because I had kids and I would just watch it. Here it is again. Here's the ideation. Something 
in me is dying and something wants to be born. And so that's how I became really aware of what the transformation is. There's often a crisis. There's often a context that is no longer functional. There need to be updates in the body-mind machine, the data, the reboot. You have to somehow start over with a new and more functional perspective. Mm. And the ways I entered that was through yoga and meditation and through uh, therapeutic practices, understanding that academically and going for treatment myself, and also through creative practices, which I then discovered, and then I did a graduate work in this, my PhD is in this. That was one of the most helpful things, is contacting my creativity, finding my agency, and empowering myself from the inside. So I've had a whole journey through education, psychology, spirituality, creativity studies, feminism, politics. I have this broad picture now of how our psyche is enmeshed with our environment and how we need to upgrade and keep those in sync and how to work with those from a very profound depth. So I'm going to share that with all of you. And I'm sure, Jen, you've got wonderful stories of why you do this as well. Yeah, it seems like so many of us come to a transformative life through suffering, that there's it's a, a leveraging point for, for development and transformation. And um, I, too, came to it through suffering as, as an infant, as a baby. Uh, transformation was really my first lesson in life, big lesson in life. I was uh, diagnosed with stage three neuroblastoma, which is a type of cancer when I was six months old. Six months old, um, my father was drunk driving with my brother and I in the car. And it was through that accident that the cancer was found. So that was the first Trans large transformative experience of my life as an infant baby. And of course, cancer is treated in a variety of ways. For me, it was a pretty radical surgery to remove the tumor that had already metastasized into my lymph system and also radiation. So from an early age, I've had this paradoxical relationship with things that are transformative, but also cause wounds, right? That radiation saved my life. And many years later is now taking my life in a lot of ways because of the late effects from the damage of that radiation. Uh, I also grew up in a home with tremendous complex trauma. And because of my family environment, I didn't have any kind of real support to handle and manage that early childhood experience of being so, so sick and going through all of that. I didn't have any kind of parental, my mom couldn't hold that experience for me. Uh, and my father was an alcoholic and an addict, and he also couldn't hold that experience. And so here I went raging into teenage years uh, with a big ball of trauma on my hands and uh, 
found myself, found my, throughout my adolescence, repeatedly institutionalized for, uh, in, in, in programs for troubled adolescents. And it always, looking back, surprises me that none of those therapists I had when I was young asked me whether or not what I had experienced as a baby, as a young child in, in that experience with cancer and that experience with a, a broken family was impacting and driving the behavior that I was experiencing. And so I raged on into uh, a young adult life that was likewise just filled with a lot of self-sabotage. Um, my the, the voices of my family that were so dysfunctional became my voices in my head. And eventually, when I was in my late 30s, all of that came crashing down on me. Uh, I had entered into a relationship with my wife, who is um, a healer through love. And it was in that relationship with my wife that I was able to really see that pain that I had carried my whole life that had been unacknowledged and come to terms with it through a dark night of the soul, through breakdown, uh, not unlike very much that radiation, which was transformative and yet crushed me, broke me into pieces, that breakdown. And it was through that breakdown that I had a spiritual awakening that transform my life using uh, self-inquiry and self-awareness, uh, healing in nature. I had a breakdown in my backyard and started doing really radical self-inquiry and had an awakening that profoundly changed everything in my life, uh, where I went from being run by my trauma and run by my pain and run by my thoughts and thinking to having an awareness of that pain and that trauma and those thoughts and that thinking. And uh, so everything in my life has been about transformation since I was a baby. I've only ever known transformation and it developed a great love affair for the work of it, the phenomenon of it, uh, how it moves through us, why it moves through us as we talk about what we can do to enhance it and block it. And uh, I'm really excited to deep dive with you into this world of transformation that has been so dear and precious to both of us in our own ways. And I know that as we put our knowledge and experience together over these 26 episodes, it's going to be really radical. from what we would call authority because you've experienced it. This is not conceptual. This is not something you read in a book. You've lived transformation, and as have I. And because I recognised that these practices that I was doing were so helpful, I then became fascinated to know if other people were being helped by them, and they were. And then I wanted to study what were the actual mechanisms because I'd gone from the uh, sort of the depths of despair to being able to experience ecstatic states and live with a much more open, joyful radiance than before. 
And it was remark remarkable, the difference. And I wanted to know what had happened because it wasn't the meds. And I don't run down medic medication. It's really helpful. I needed it for a while. Everybody needs it if it suits their body. I'm not anti-allopathic medicine. But I went on this journey of wanting to work at a much deeper level. And it worked. So what I then did was um, I had already done an undergraduate degree in the arts. So I was very familiar with creative practice that included theater studies, creative writing studies, visual arts studies. Um, so I was working in all those modalities and noticing that I and my brothers and sisters in these practices were changing and the changes were remarkable. So then I did a master's degree at the Hindu University of America in yoga education because that's focused on transformation. So I really wanted to understand what was transforming and how and why would you do it. Um, so that's going to be covered in the 26 episodes, those mechanisms. But then I really wanted to go further and understand how creativity transforms us because that's a brand new field. So that's what I've been pioneering is um, there's studies out there and, and Jen and I, you, you know, we will we'll quote this for our listeners, the research about meditative practice and other mechanisms is there's quite a bit of research, but the actual research and how creativity transforms us, that's not out there a lot. That's just brand new. So that's been my life's work is helping folks transform through those three disciplines, the meditative disciplines, the therapeutic disciplines and the creative disciplines. And, uh, you, you will come to understand, as I did, they serve in different ways. In the wake up, Ken Wilber talks about waking up, growing up, and showing up. The meditative practices help with the waking up. The therapeutic practices help with the growing up and the cleaning up of shadow and relationships. And the creative practice, which nobody in Integral really talks about, is the one that helps you show up. So that's been kind of what I've been pioneering. And uh, so we bring you this information from various disciplines, the feminism, which is about developing a voice, um, Eastern practices, Western practices. And Jen, you, you can share more about your passions and your disciplines and where you went on understanding the mechanisms of transformation. You know, it's what I love about both of the similarities between our stories are many. And one of them is this real hunger to understand what was happening. You know, there's something intuitive about that transformative instinct uh, that, you know, wants to transform is looking for that transformative experience and then has it. And because well, for me, that when I had that breakdown um, in my backyard, now well over a decade ago, it was a non-conceptual experience. It was a um, it was a soulful, spiritual uh, it, it turning inside out that was really beyond words. And I came out of that experience so profoundly changed, but 
really unsure of what had happened to me uh, because, you know, I went into that experience with one mindset and then I came out of that experience a very different person. Um, and what was different was my capacity to, to watch my mind using self-inquiry over the course of the summer. I just, I was, I was living in such a painful mind that I, I couldn't imagine living like that anymore. And it was really for me, just like you, uh, brought me to the edge of wanting to live because I couldn't imagine living with, 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 with the intrusive thoughts, with the behaviors and habits and patterns that had been unaddressed really my whole life. They were really toxic and poisonous to my system. And when I came out of that experience of doing that deep self-inquiry and really when I came out of it, I was deeply aware of my mind, very conscious of every single thought, no longer attaching to every thought I had, um, just really gentle, gently aware of it. That was powerfully transformative. I mean, you go from having a thousand pound albatross on your heart to being free of that. It is a, a huge thing that had ripple, a huge transformative experience that had ripple effects to every aspect of my life. And I uh, came out of that really wanting to understand that non-conceptual experience, trying to put concepts, bring concepts to it. I uh, got a book from a, a man named John Troy, and it's called Wisdom's Soft Whisper. It's a free PDF, and it's written by uh, this man who has had lots of awakening experience. And, and I called him up. Uh, he's an elderly man. And I called him up in North Carolina. And I said, hey, can I can I, I had this weird experience. Can I come and talk to you about it? And, you know, like a friend, he says, come on up. And so I drove up there and he was sitting there in his white t-shirt and underwear and the sun was coming through his kitchen window. And I was just crying about this experience that I had, like, what has happened to me? And he just totally, John's just to know you know, he's like an oak tree energy. And he just said, I said, have I gone crazier? Did I lose my mind? And he said, welcome home. You've just come home inside of yourself. And so I, it was really an affirmation that I hadn't gone crazier, that I had had some kind of a spiritual experience that I spent the next uh, many years, really the last 10, 11 years of my life, trying to understand going to graduate school, uh, getting a master's degree in eco-psychology, because I had that awakening in nature. And I was trying to understand it from that perspective, and then getting a PhD in transformative studies. Imagine that, uh, <laughs> to try to understand the experience from a more, uh, intellectual cognitive perspective. So yeah, there's something about that I want to honor about the instinct to move towards transformation that is going to completely unsettle and maybe even destroy you as you think you are, and then be reborn into something completely new. And that innocence of, of, of trying to understand that experience and, and filling it in with ideas and concepts that now we are sharing with people and taking that that very painful experiences and turning it into wisdom and gold to share with the world. And I just am really honored to be on this journey together with you. 
Yeah, me too, Jen. And our combined wisdom covers quite a few disciplines. And so we're going to pool that wisdom. Um, and you know, I've already had preliminary conversations about what we will cover in the 26 episodes. And that will include really important mechanisms, which will translate into the listener's own experiences over time. So things like mystical states, which you've mentioned, um, transformational uh, embodied changes that happen instantly. Uh, we will look at other things like uh, multiple perspective taking, which is critical to our growth. Um, we will look at things like the object-subject transformational process. We don't need to go into that now. We will look at states and stages. We will look at hormonal changes over a lifetime. We will look at all the ways that we change and how to understand and interpret those. Uh, so we we found it hard to limit this to 26 episodes. There's so much we're going to cover. And each episode will take one of those things and look at it in more depth. And we will give you the resources behind it and some of the great thinkers not all of this is original to, to you and I, Jen. We draw on great masters. That's been my greatest privilege in life, I can say honestly, is the great teachers that I've had the privilege of learning from. So what else would you like to let the listeners know that we're going to cover over the 26? I, I always envision it as like a disco ball with a many mirrored uh, lenses. And, and as we turn it, we see it from a different perspective. And uh, I love that. It, that is that multi-perspectival thinking. And we, we're going to exercise that a lot in our podcast. We're going to be moving that disco ball. Personally, I'm really interested in how transformation, uh, our personal transformation leads to social and ecological transformation. That's a topic near and dear to my heart, the fractal relationship between inner and outer, how when I transform myself, I transform the world. And, you know, in a, in a, we're in a, a moment of crisis on multiple levels. Uh, many systems collapse. Uh, our animal kinfolk are really struggling and suffering because of our human behavior. I think one of the most powerful applications of personal transformation is a collective transformation. Because as I transform within myself, I transform how I move in the world. And imagine a world where everybody or say 50% of the people thought about how they, when they transform themselves inside, they transform the world we live in and can possibly stave off a mass collapse of our collective system. To me, that is like, you know, it's not transformation isn't we've been talking about it on a personal level, but it's really much more than that. What we have in our hands is the power and potential to create huge shifts in ways of thinking, in ways of being in the world that have big implications. And I believe be the change we need. We're the ones we've been waiting for. We're the ones doing that work. That is so important inside that transforms the world. And uh, I'm just excited about the potential for using these practices like self-inquiry for me has been totally transformative. The capacity to know and, 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 and be aware of my own mind 
uh, has been singularly the thing, the most singular practice in my life. So I look forward to exploring that. Um, I'm really excited about our uh, podcast on transformation and ethics. I feel like that is incredibly important and not often discussed um, that there are um, there are rules uh, in the world of transformation. Uh, transformation is very much a, a kind of a gray area topic. You know, it's not black and white. We talk about transformation on this podcast is through the paradox, the paradox. And anytime you talk about transformation, the paradox will appear. And so I'm looking forward to exploring the world of transformation with, by embracing the paradox, embracing the complexity, and not walking away from it, not being afraid to go into that. Uh, and that's why, why we have 26 episodes. We probably could have had 48 episodes, I'm sure, uh, to really engage with this topic properly. Maybe we'll have season two. Yeah, so one of, one of the, the episodes will be devoted also to that exact thing that you're referring to is how when we transform internally, we can't help but notice that we impact our world and that we have responsibility and, and a creative impact on our world. And we'll look at, say, even Carol Gilligan's work on how we move from egocentric to uh, ethnocentric to national centric to world centric to cosmocentric as we enlighten. So we've got all sorts of mechanisms we're going to discuss and all of them refer to a movement in consciousness. There's a growth, it's developmental. So all the mechanisms will refer back to the fact that we can either stay as a 21-year-old. Uh, most people tend to, to not grow much beyond 30. That's the latest data. Or we can transform for the rest of our lives and actually participate in our own growth consciously and deliberately inducing it over and over uh, until we've reached our full potential in one lifetime. And that is pretty exciting. And we're going to share with listeners how we how to do that, the actual mechanisms of that. That's pretty exciting. Um, nothing wrong with staying at 30 years of age, maturity-wise, but we now have metrics. This is amazing. This is brand new. We can actually delineate where we are on the stages of growth and we can get an understanding of our family members where are they why can't I communicate with them it's because they're at a different stage on this developmental map as an adult uh, we can understand how to speak with our teenagers because we can figure out where they are in their development um, so we become multilingual our identities actually change. We now have great insight into the fact that identities are fluid. They're not fixed. This is brand new research. It's very exciting. We get to move on a spectrum of awareness through our lives and our identities actually shift. So when we say, what is transforming? There have been lots of people who've spoken about that. The Greeks said the psyche or the soul. Lots of people have had some input into that. The self, what is the self? 
What is the identity? We're going to look at all sorts of things like that. The eternal inquiry of who am I? And what is that thing that keeps changing over a lifetime? That's pretty exciting. (laughs) That's why I'm passionate about it. Why I've spent my whole life looking at this question, Jen. Same. We are transformation nerds. We love it. We live it. We breathe it. We think about it. It's so natural. And, you know, I feel like when I hear about transformation in others, it feels like it feels like a party inside of my heart, you know, and that's how I know it's just what we're supposed to be doing. Because when I, when I feel that transformation in other people, and when I hear your stories of transformation, it just, I could talk about it all day, completely inspired and do nothing else because that transform, I mean, it's such a big I, it's such a big topic. We could never probably even pin it all down. That's, I mean, how do you even do a podcast about something so big from the microscopic level to the macroscopic level, from the, from the right to the left, from the in, from the out. And that is what this project is all about is our willingness to deep dive into these ideas and spin it around, look at it, rip it apart, uh, do an autopsy. What is happening here? Raise it up out from the depths and look at it and hold it up. It's so wonderful to share that with another transformationalist like you uh, with your depth and breadth of knowledge and experience. And I am really excited about our journey ahead. And I know that our listeners will be, uh, will also feel our excitement, enthusiasm for the power and potential of transformation. Well, Jen, I think we've got a whole year ahead of us to have this conversation and I'm up for it. And I really look forward to sharing some rich stories, some well-researched documents uh, that we've looked at, some metrics of how can you tell if you've transformed, what does it feel like, and uh, what more could you be doing? So I'd like to say goodbye to everybody for now and I can't wait to see you in two weeks time we're going to drop one of these episodes every two weeks and uh, deepen our own friendship and understanding as we go along Jen I couldn't imagine a better writing partner than you and I am excited to allow this podcast to emerge in the radical ways that it was meant to. And we will do our best to bring forward a trans, a, really a transformative experience for the listener, right? It's not just that we're talking about transformation, but this podcast itself will be in a transformative medium. And well, I'm, I'm looking forward to feedback from anybody listening about your transformative experiences and how this podcast might be impacting you so that we can deepen into our own transformation. And that's the beautiful fractal relationship between all of us that we're all sharing that interconnectedness. And um, my stories are your stories and your stories are mine. And I'm really glad that we can share them together. Yeah, just beautiful, Jen, the way you've highlighted that the more creative we are and the more we language this and the more we understand it, it's actually acting upon us as we articulate it. So wonderful. Can't wait to do more with you, my friend. Here we go. So thanks for joining us. And we hope you can take away some helpful tools, perhaps some great stories, and some wisdom 
for your own ongoing journey. Join us for our next episode where we will deep dive again into a universe of transformation. Thank you.